0: Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton.
1: We should be doing the Lord's business in this world until He comes. In Luke chapter 19, verse 13, Jesus said, Occupy until I come, or do business until I come. And He's talking about kingdom business, doing kingdom work, kingdom business until He comes. There is kingdom work for every believer to do until Jesus Christ comes for his
0: church. There is work to do for the kingdom. Spread the good news. Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for human masters. Give yourself fully to God's work. Pastor Dan reminds us in today's message to serve faithfully until the Lord comes. The time we spend giving to the Lord's work is never wasted. It is the most important job that comes with eternal benefits. Nothing can compare to the reward we will receive in heaven for using our gifts to win souls for God's kingdom. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Matthew chapter 25 for today's edition of Ring of Truth.
1: Matthew chapter 25. We made it to verse 14 last time. And it says For the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling to a far country, who called his own servants and delivered his goods to them. And to one servant he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one, to each according to his own ability. And immediately he went on a journey. Then he who had received the five talents went and traded with them and made another five talents. And likewise, he who had received two gained two more also. But he who had received one went and dug in the ground and hid his Lord's money. After a long time, the Lord of those servants came and settled accounts with them. And so he who had received five talents came and brought five other talents, saying, Lord, you delivered to me five talents. Look, I have gained five more talents besides them. His Lord said said to him, well done of your lord. Then he who had received the one talent came and said, "Lord, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered seed, and I was afraid, and I went and I hid your talent in the ground. Look, there you have what is yours." But his lord answered and said to him, "You wicked and lazy servant, you knew that I reap where I have not sown And gather where I have not scattered seed. So you ought to have deposited my money with the bankers. And at my coming, I would have received back my own with interest. Not so much today, right? Banks aren't really giving that much for interest these days. But be that as it may, verse 28. So take the talent from him and give it to him who has ten talents. For to everyone who has, more will be given. And he will have abundance But from him who does not have, even what he has will be taken away and cast the unprofitable servant into the outer darkness. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. And Lord, we thank you for your word. We thank you, Lord, for the gospel of Matthew and Lord, just studying your life and ministry. Lord, it's been so wonderful. We ask that your Holy Spirit would be our teacher and that you would open our eyes and our ears and our hearts to your word. Lord, I pray that your spirit would be upon me to teach your word, and we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. So we are in the midst of the Olivet Discourse. It's called the Olivet Discourse because Jesus delivered this teaching on the Mount of Olives, just east of the Temple Mount and east of the city of Jerusalem. It's one of the longest teachings of Jesus recorded in the Gospels. And remember, Jesus was only a couple days away from his crucifixion at this point where he will die for the sins of the world and then rise the third day. And Jesus gave this teaching in response to three questions the disciples asked. Those three questions are recorded back in chapter 24, verse 3. And the three questions were, what will be the sign of the destruction of the temple, the sign of the second coming of Jesus, and the sign of the end of this current age? And remember, I've mentioned before, in the Jewish mind, there were only two ages. There's the current age and the messianic age, when the Messiah comes and reigns as king over all the earth. And so the main focus of the Olivet Discourse is the second coming of Jesus Christ and the end of this current age. And Jesus answered their questions, and after answering the disciples' questions, Jesus then told them and us to be watchful for his return, to be ready for his return, and to be busy doing Jesus's business in this world until he comes for his church. Chapter 25 begins with two parables, and we looked at the first parable last week, the parable of the wise and foolish virgins in verses 1 to 13. Today we look at the second parable in chapter 25, the parable of the talents, in verses 14 to 30. And remember I mentioned last week that a parable is a story taken from everyday life that illustrates a biblical truth. It's a story taken from everyday life that illustrates a biblical truth. And a parable usually communicates one main point or one main lesson in the parable. And a parable is not something that is meant to be like carefully dissected and every word and phrase of the parable interpreted. It's not designed for that kind of in depth analysis. It's simply an illustration that everyone in the audience would be familiar with and understand that communicates a biblical truth. If you look back at verse 13, Jesus plainly stated the message of the first parable in verse 13. Watch therefore for you know neither the day nor the hour in which the Son of Man is coming. So that was the message of the first parable in chapter 25. Today's parable, the parable of the talents, illustrates the importance of doing the Lord's business until he returns. The importance of doing the Lord's business until he returns. If you look back in chapter 24, verse 45, chapter 24, verse 45, Jesus said, "'Who then is a faithful and wise servant "'whom his master made ruler over his household "'to give them food in due season? "'Blessed is that servant whom his master, "'when he comes, will find so doing. "'Assuredly, I say to you that he will make him ruler "'over all his goods.'" This parable in chapter 25, the parable of the talents, illustrates that truth that Jesus states there in chapter 24. We should be doing the Lord's business in this world until he comes. In Luke chapter 19, verse 13, Jesus said, occupy until I come or do business until I come. And he's talking about kingdom business, doing kingdom work kingdom business until he comes there is kingdom work for every believer to do until Jesus Christ comes for his church for all of us In first Corinthians 15 verse 58 Paul says therefore my beloved brethren be steadfast immovable always abounding in the work of the Lord knowing that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. We should should be always abounding in the work of the Lord. The NIV says, always give yourself fully to the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. So we should always be abounding in the work of the Lord, and our work for the Lord is not in vain. It's not a waste of time to spend your life serving the Lord and working for the Lord, because there will be a reward from the Lord for our work, as we see in this parable of the talents. Now, look at verse 14 again. Jesus says, For the kingdom of heaven is like... So he's just, he's just making a comparison here. It's like a man traveling to a far country who called his own servants and delivered his goods to them. And this man in this parable who's traveling to the far country, of course, this is a picture of Jesus Christ. After his death and resurrection, Jesus Christ ascended back to heaven. He returned to heaven, and he is seated at the right hand of the Father in heaven. The Bible says that he is interceding for us. He's praying for you and he's praying for me. Isn't that wonderful to think about and consider that Jesus is sitting at the right hand of the Father, interceding for us? Uh, That's good, because we need it, don't we? We need the Lord praying for us. He's also preparing a place for us in heaven, in his Father's house, John chapter 14. He's preparing a place for us to live with him in his Father's house. Now, before this man leaves to travel to a far country in the parable, he calls his servants and he delivers his goods to them. Now, this was a common practice in the ancient world. There was no remote working in the ancient world. They didn't have Zoom back then. So when a wealthy person would go on a long trip, he would entrust his goods, he would entrust his possessions and his wealth to his trusted servants, And he would instruct his servants to conduct his business for him in his absence on his behalf while he's gone. We are the servants of Jesus Christ, and he has entrusted his goods to us, and we are to conduct his business in this world while he has gone to heaven. or by calling us at 410-491-4592. And can I ask you to pray for us as well? Pray for the Ring of Truth
0: Radio Ministry as we bring the Word of God to those who need it. Thanks, Pastor Dan, and thank you for praying. Now, let's finish today's message.
1: Before Jesus ascended to heaven, Jesus gave his disciples and he gave us the Great Commission. That's the business that Jesus is in. He gave us the great commission and he commanded us to go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature and to make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that Jesus has commanded us. This is his business. That's his business that we are supposed to attend to in his absence. But Jesus did not expect us to do his business in his own strength. He also gave us the Holy Spirit. And in Acts chapter 2, God sent the Holy Spirit to baptize and empower the disciples for the work that we're called to do. Jesus remember said you shall receive power when the holy spirit has come upon you and you shall be witnesses to me and Jerusalem Judea Samaria and to the end of the earth. So so he gave the great commission to us and he gave the holy spirit to us to empower us to do the work he has given us to do. He's given us Uh, different gifts of the spirit, the Bible tells us, for the edification of the body. And so he has given us all that we need to do his work in this world while he's gone. He's given us all the goods. Look at verse 15. We're told in this parable, and to one servant he gave five talents, to another servant two, and to another one to each according to his own ability, and then immediately he went on a journey. And so the master gave one servant five talents, to another he gave two talents, to another he gave one talent, and then he left and went on his journey. And the word talents here, it doesn't mean what you think it means, <laughs> right? It doesn't mean like uh, like special abilities a person may have. The word talents here is not... Used in the way that we would use the word talents today. So don't get confused here with this verse. When he gave one servant five talents, that doesn't mean that that servant now has five special or unique abilities right like now he can juggle now he can play the piano now he can ride a unicycle blindfolded now he can double dutch uh and speak five different languages fluently you know where you would look and say wow that guy's really talented he can do all those things that's not this kind of talent although if you're just a note taker the english word talent comes from this parable uh, because it has been interpreted that way that he gave him talents kind of thing But it's not talking about some kind of special or unique ability. The word talent here, it's actually referring to a weight. A weight. A talent weighed about a hundred pounds. And they would, in that time, they would pay people by weighing out gold or weighing out silver. It's likely this is talking about silver. If you look down at verse 18, the talent is referred to as money. And so this is probably a talent of silver, maybe a talent of gold, but likely a talent of silver. Now, just for perspective here, a talent of silver was equal to about 20 years of income. So the man in this parable is extremely wealthy, right? God owns the cattle on a thousand hills. He's extremely wealthy, And note here that he gives the first servant five talents, or the equivalent of 100 years worth of income. You know, 500 pounds of silver. He gives the second servant two talents, or 40 years income. And the final servant, he gives one talent. Now, now before you think, Well, that's not fair. He only got one talent. The other guy got five talents. Well, one talent is equal to 20 years income. It's not a small sum of money that this servant is now responsible for. And notice in verse 15, and this is important, the master gives to each servant according to his own ability. According to his own ability. We all have different abilities. We all have different abilities. We're not all the same. We have different abilities and capacities. We're each uniquely made by God. And that's true in life. Some people, you know this, some people are are really good at solving complex math equations. And other people struggle with basic math. Some people are just kind of naturally good at accounting. Some are good at writing. Some are good at public speaking. Some are great athletes. Others are not great athletes. Some are good at making things with their hands and building things. Some are not. Some are great at organizing and managing. Some aren't. Some are gifted scientists. And some aren't. We just have different abilities. And we should rejoice that God has created each of us uniquely and that we are fearfully and wonderfully made by God in his image with unique abilities and talents and giftings. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10 says, for we are his workmanship. We are God's workmanship, each of us. We are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus Four good works which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. were his workmanship. And he created us, he designed us with abilities that we have and with abilities we don't have. And he has good works for each of us that he has prepared for us according to the abilities that he has given us works that he has prepared for us individually that fit our individual abilities and our individual capacities. God doesn't give us something that is too much for our abilities, and God doesn't give us something that is too little for our abilities. He gives us what is perfectly fitted for the abilities that he has given us. And so to one servant, he gave five talents, to another, two, and to another, one. And the person with only one talent shouldn't be envious of the person with the five talents. Because the master knows the person given one talent doesn't have the ability to handle five talents. And the person given five talents would be wasting his ability with only one talent. It's each according to his own ability. We live in a world and we live in a culture that is very envious. We live in a world and a culture that would say, that's not fair. He's got five. I'm only given one. You should take some away from him and give them to everybody else. So it's all equal. I want you to think about that for a second. Think think about the parable here. The guy given five talents. Yes, he has five times the amount as the guy with the one talent, but that means he has responsibility for five times as much remember a talent is a hundred pounds this guy has 500 pounds of silver he's got to lug around and store and keep track of and worry over instead of a hundred pounds thank God you only have one talent to worry about and don't be envious of the five talents the other guy has to worry about Remember several years ago my family and I, we were on a trip or something and we visited a large Calvary chapel, it was a very large Calvary chapel. Uh, I had about ten thousand people that attended the church. And this was years ago. Our church was brand new, it was just starting out. We were small small potatoes, but we were God's potatoes, but we were small potatoes. And I remember this is a true story, I remember going in before the service into the men's room and thinking they have more urinals than we have people that attend our church. <laughs> It was humbling, and I was envious. And, you know, sitting in this service with thousands of people sitting in the congregation, this huge campus and facilities, and it's this beautiful. And it just so happened that the pastor in the sermon mentioned that in their church, all the time, they have 30 to 50 people terminally ill, and that they average three funerals a week in that church. And I found myself just so convicted. Lord, thank you for the small potatoes you've given me. I don't have the ability for that. That church, that pastor, that pastoral staff, they've got the ability, they've got the capacity for 30 to 50 people dying of illness and three funerals a week. So don't be envious if somebody's got five talents and you have one talent. The Lord has made you. You're his workmanship. He created you. He designed you. And he designs you with certain abilities, and he designs you with certain giftings and certain capacity loads that, that you can handle. You are fearfully and wonderfully made.
2: He asked me how I know, and I say, rings truer than the finest crystal.
0: Thanks for tuning in to today's edition of Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Pastor Dan has been teaching through the book of Matthew, verse-by-verse, and chapter-by-chapter. As you listen through this series, we encourage you to read on your own as well. There's so much to gain from spending time with God in His Word. You'd be amazed at what can be revealed to you in a personal way. Did you hear something today that struck a chord with you and you'd like to hear it again? No problem. All of the messages you hear on Ring of Truth can be found on our website, Go to CalvaryEC.com and search for these teachings under the Media tab. While you're there, you'll likely find and explore other series or teachings that sound interesting. Are you growing through this study in Matthew? We sure hope so. Another resource you might find useful is our podcast. You can subscribe to the Ring of Truth podcast as another way to stay connected to the teaching of Scripture. We'll notify you each time we upload a new episode you'll find a link to subscribe to our podcast on our website, calvaryec.com. You can also search for Ring of Truth in iTunes. If you're interested in learning more about the church that supports this radio ministry, our website has all the information you need about Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City. Come join us this weekend for worship and Bible study. Once again, that's calvaryec.com. Thanks for listening to Ring of Truth.
2: I see the signs and I recognize the hands that